0: Welcome to TNT Sports Talk. Today is Thursday, June 14th. As always, I'm your host, Travis Karcheski, joined by my other host, Truman Karcheski. How's it going? And we're welcomed in studio today by Brady Christman. What's up, guys? Uh, He's going to be here helping us break down some of these top stories from the week. Uh, We're going to start with basketball. Finals is over. Uh, So now we are in the offseason. Free agency is going to be starting up here soon. There's a lot of big-name free agents out there. So we wanted to kind of, we did this for football, we wanted to do it for basketball, uh, some possible landing spots, uh, for some top free agents in the NBA, uh, Brady, you want to kick it off with LeBron?
1: Uh, sure, uh, LeBron, he's got tons of spots he could go to, he can pretty much pick his spot, um, the thing is though, no spot is perfect, whether it's location, teammates, money, whatever, um... I do not think he's going to come back to the Cavs. Um, I think the only thing Cleveland can offer him is money and not a lot of help. Mm-hmm. Um, I think his top choice is definitely Houston. The only thing standing in front of his legacy right now is the Golden State Warriors. So I think he goes where uh, he goes where he thinks he can beat them. And I think his best shot is if Houston can re-sign Capella and mm-hmm. Paul and get him on board as
2: well. Um, I I do agree with Brady in the fact that Houston's the best shot because um, obviously they were the closest team and if if Paul wasn't injured there at the end of the series you know we could have definitely seen a Rockets Cavs finals. Um, so obviously if LeBron went there it would put the Rockets over the top. Um, I I don't see him going there however just because the rumors that have been spreading about him not liking the city and stuff. Obviously those could just be rumors. Um, but as far as talent Houston's the best spot. I'm just going to go with the rumors right now and the popularity, and I'm going to say he's going to go to the Lakers. Um, It's just that it's, you know, they got some young talent, you know, Ball, Ingram. um, You know, I think if they get another star with him, like a possible Paul George or something like that, because it's the Lakers, they have all the money in the world. I think LeBron could go there, Um, but all these rumors that I'm seeing could all be It'd be a bunch of BS, and um, he could go somewhere else. But I'm just going go to go Lakers right now, early on.
0: I'm going to say Warriors. I mean, uh, not Warriors. <laughs> no, uh, Rockets. Uh, I think the Rockets give him the best shot to beat the Warriors. He really wants you know, a lot of talent around him. Chris Paul and him are close. I know that. And uh, I think it gives them a good shot to beat the Warriors. Um, we'll go Kevin Durant. Uh, are Warriors. we all saying Warriors? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah, yeah absolutely. staying Warriors. Uh, Chris Paul, we all saying Rockets. Rockets. All right, we'll do Paul George then. Uh, I think he stays with the Thunder. Uh, I think he likes where he's at. Um, in Oklahoma City, he likes playing with Russ and Carmelo, so I think he stays with the Thunder. Um, I'm going to go
2: lost the Lakers. Um, I, think he's, I think him and LeBron might be behind the scenes kind of plotting somewhere to go together. Um, I could see him staying in Oklahoma City, Dylan Frederick was on Tuesday and he said that LeBron might come down to Oklahoma City, we haven't seen anything on that, but those just, it's all speculation right now, um, but I could see them teaming up in, um, in Los Angeles and there's been rumors um, of him going to the Lakers anyways, so. Uh, I'm going
1: to agree with Truman, I think Paul George goes to uh, the Lakers, I think I think that's where he thinks his best future is. They can pay him a lot of money. Um, If LeBron doesn't come, he can be the number one option again. Um, I think his numbers were a little bit down this year with Russ, Um, and I I think he likes being the number one option. I think Mm -hmm. the only person that he would give up the number one to at this point would be LeBron, if LeBron would come to the Lakers.
0: All right, do you want to do Clint Capella?
1: Yeah. Uh, Um,
0: I'm going to say he leaves. I think he wants a max deal. I think he goes to the Mavericks. I think Mark Cuban really likes, you know, those centers. He tried to get DeAndre Jordan last year. I think he really likes those centers. I think he really wants to get paid, Clint Capella. I think the Mavericks have shown that they're willing to give out max deals. And I think the Mavericks would be an interesting spot for him.
2: Yeah, you're going to kind of see how LeBron affects all of this. Because I think if he LeBron goes to Houston like you guys think, um, I don't think they're going to be able to re- resign Clint Capella because I do think he wants a max deal and it's a lot of money. Um, so I don't think LeBron goes to Houston, so I think he's going to stay in Houston. I think um, he's going to be kind of their their big man for the future and I think uh, with LeBron not going there, he'll be able to get a little bit more money out of them. Um, so I think Capella will stay and you know the Rockets, no matter what happens with LeBron, will still be a, definitely a playoff team next year so.
1: Yeah, I think uh, he's got a inter- interesting situation. Um, he, he can choose to win or get money, and mm-hmm. at this point I think he's going to try to take the money route. I think he'll try to sign with probably the Mavericks or if the Clippers want to move on from the De- DeAndre Jordan era, I think Clippers will go after him. He's a very younger version of DeAndre Jordan, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Yeah.
0: Uh, so we'll do DeAndre Jordan now. Um, I think, like I predicted, Clint Capella leaves the Mavs, I think the Rockets could be a team to go after uh, for DeAndre Jordan. Um, if they lose Clint Capella, DeAndre Jordan wants to win. He's tired of playing um, for a losing franchise like the Clippers. I think he goes, he hooks up back up with Chris Paul and joins the Rockets.
1: That's interesting. Um, I was gonna say the same thing. Yeah. I think I think he loved playing with Chris Paul. He played his best basketball with Chris Paul. Mm. And uh, he, he'd be a great addition to that team if Clint Capella left. Though. Yeah, that's, that's, the that's,
2: that's the big option. Um, obviously, the bad blood that he has with the Mavericks after he did kind of that sign and then back out, um, that's probably not a spot for him. Um, but if you wanted to, you know, kind of re... I, I saw some rumors where he would consider going there again, which I don't think they would do. Um, so this was another interesting... Um, you know, interesting situation that I, again, think depends on LeBron and Paul George and some of the top free agents. Um, I could see him um, going to Houston, uh, but that's all if Capella left. Um, but then a team that just needs a big, um, you know, the Bucks, I they don't have a lot of money, but they need a big, and they've been, um, they've been kind of linked to DeAndre Jordan in the past. So I, that's just another one of those players that I think uh, it depends on LeBron and Paul George and where they go.
0: All right, we'll do... I'll do my last one, DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, I think he stays with the Pelicans. I think he likes playing with Anthony Davis. I see no reason why he would leave the Pelicans.
2: Yeah, I would say uh, he's going to stay with the Pelicans. I don't know why. I mean, he could money chase, but him playing with Anthony Davis, that's going to be the a, a scary team in the future. So.
1: I agree he stays, but I I think it's because uh, he wants a little redemption. I think he mm-hmm. feels like he owes the city and that team something after his injuries. Yeah.
0: All right, do you guys have anybody else you want to
1: talk about? No, I think that's it. That's all I can
0: think all of. Alright. Um, so that is it for NBA talk. We're gonna move now to football. Uh we're gonna stick with our thirty two teams and thirty two shows. Uh we're finishing up the AFC South today. Uh, the best division in football, according to Truman. Said last show. Uh, we're gonna stick with the Titans. Um they went nine and seven last year. They've had a pretty good off season. I was looking at, you know, their added players, Malcolm Butler, Deion Lewis. Benny Logan, uh, three solid players, uh, two very good defensive players, especially with Malcolm Butler, Super Bowl hero. And Deion Lewis is a very underrated running back. Uh, obviously, when you play with the Patriots, you don't get uh, many, you know, snaps, many carries because you're splitting the low with a bunch of other guys. So it'll be interesting to see what he does this year. Um, they lost to Marco Murray and Eric Decker, two older guys that were kind of key players in their, in their offense last year. Um, So it's going to be interesting to see what happens when Derrick Henry kind of gets the starting uh, load this year. Will he step up? Will he go back into, you know, just an average to below average running back? That's going to be a huge key for them. But they had a pretty good draft. uh, Take Rashawn Evans in the first round. And then they got a steal on Harold Landry in the second round. Uh, So they've kind of bolstered that defense, that linebacking core. Um, But they do have talent. You know, Mariota, Derrick Henry, like I said. Adoree Jackson played well last year. Taylor Lewand's a very good tackle. Jarrell Casey, uh, Kevin Byard, the safety, all-pro safety. So this is a pretty solid team. But you know, last year they were pretty average. Mariota kind of wasn't that great as people thought. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do this year.
2: Yeah, um, I'm not a big Mariota guy. I think, I mean, I think he's a good guy. I just don't know if he's all that great. Um, I love the run game. Um, I love Derrick Henry. Um, I love their offensive line. The targets on the outside, though, um, are a little sketchy for me. Um, that, you know, Corey Davis—he's a great receiver. I, I was high on him when he came out of the draft. that um, small, what, what was that school he came? Western Michigan. Yeah. Western Michigan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved him. Uh, if he can take the next step, but outside of him, they don't really have many weapons on the outside, and that's not going to help Mariota. Um, and maybe once he gets those weapons on the outside, he'll become, you know, what everyone expected him to be. Um, defensively, I like their defense a lot. Um, I'm not too high on Butler. I think he was, he got a little bit more money than he should have. Um, but I think he's a good corner and it'll help them a lot. Um, Bayard, you know, a lot of been surrounding him. You know, people haven't, you know, been talking about him a lot and he's, he's a good player. Um, but I like their defense and I like their, uh, new head coach, um, Rabel. Vrabel, uh, you know he was he was great in Houston as a defense coordinator there. Um, they had a lot of injuries and he kind of kept them together. Um, and they ended up being you know middle of the pack to a good, very good defense. Um, so I, I think they're you know I think this division's really good. Um, I think the AFC is getting better. Uh, so I think the Titans are going to be you know kind of middle 500 and take a little bit of a step back this year.
1: Um, I can speak to their two new free agent pickups from the Patriots. Both I've I watched a lot of. Um I do agree. Malcolm Butler was probably a little overpaid, but um, what you saw from the Super Bowl, he made a mistake, got burnt deep, and then uh, a couple plays later makes the game-saving interception. Mm-hmm. Um, it just shows his scrappiness, his tenacity, and I think that's what that defense needs. He's not the most athletic. He's not going to lock anybody down for an entire game, but he's going to fight somebody for an entire game and frustrate him. And then uh, Deion Dion Lewis, um, obviously a committee back, really couldn't... Take a starting role and run with it, mm. but um, great compliment to Derrick Henry in my opinion.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think that I honestly I agree with Brady on that. I think he's better than Demarco <laughs> Murray in as far as complimenting Derrick Henry because he's so good out of the backfield and pass catching. And that offense you need that because Mariota's athletic, you know. Um, but that's a threat. So I I honestly think they could have gotten better, um, with letting Murray go and adding Lewis.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll do record predictions. This depends all, I'm going to say 8-8, eight and eight, 500. Uh, I think they could be better than this, though, if Mariota stays healthy. He's got to stay healthy. They have Blaine Gabbert as their backup, so, you know, Mariota's got to stay healthy. Um, if he does, I could see them winning, you know, a lot more than eight games going to the playoffs. I'm going to say 8-8 eight and eight right now, but this team could surprise a lot of people.
2: Yeah, um, I'm going to say 9-7. and seven. I think they're going to stay where they were last year. Um, I I just like that division too much, and any of these teams could win that division. Um, I really think if you know if, if mm-hmm. Andrew Luck's healthy and plays, they won. The Colts can do anything really. Um, you know the Jaguars, they went to the AFC Championship game last year. They can go back. Um, and then the Texans, all based on health. If they're healthy, they're one of the most talented teams in the league. Um, and then the Titans, it's just I think it all depends on um, Mariota um so i'm gonna say nine and seven right now um but i think they could be a lot better and potentially a lot a little bit worse but i'm gonna say nine and seven right now
1: um i'm I'm gonna go the low end i'm gonna say about seven and nine Mm -hmm. um i think that division is just very strong yeah very uh very grueling season for them uh the colts are going to surprise a lot of people this year with andrew luck healthy back at back at uh the helm the jaguars afc champions uh Or AFC championship, championship. my fault. Um, they they could very well win the Super Bowl this year, um, with a lot of confidence that they have. And then obviously the Texans, uh, you can never forget them. Talent all around the field.
0: It's gonna be interesting. This is a very good division. Um, once we really got into it, you know, during these last couple shows, you realize this this division has a lot of talent. And if everything works out for some of these teams, you know, Deshaun Watson comes back healthy, Andrew Luck comes back healthy. This is a really good division, and all four teams I could see going to the playoffs if everything works out for them.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm really high on the AFC South, but uh, I, I think we are just we could be sleeping on Titans a little bit, but just with the, the talent in that division, it's just going to be too hard to tell.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's it for the AFC South. We're going to go next week, we're going to go to the AFC West. I'll uh, we'll start with the Chiefs, um, but that's it for that. Uh, we're gonna stick in the NFL though. Um, OTAs are wrapping up, mandatory camp is wrapping up right now. Uh, one of the big stories is coming actually out of Kansas City with Pat Mahomes. Uh, there's been a lot of reports that he is struggling uh, to not learn this offense, but he's just he can't complete passes. He's turning over the ball, and if I'm a, if I'm a Chiefs fan, I'm kind of nervous because this is you know you put all your eggs into this basket because you really don't have a second option at quarterback. He's got to perform if the Chiefs have any hope in making the playoffs this year.
2: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be too worried. I mean, the pads aren't on yet. Um, it's not training camp. Um, you know, but in in some sense, I would be because he is your franchise quarterback. This is the guy that you want to see playing quarterback for your team the next 10 to 15 years. Um, and, you know, you're like you said, they're putting a lot of eggs in this basket. And, you know, if signs aren't good right now, then that's scary. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't worry too much until they get to training camp and then the preseason and eventually, you know, in the first four weeks and actually see what Pat Mahomes um, can do. People are hyping him up a lot. Um, I'm hyping him up a lot. I think he's going to be really good, but we haven't really seen anything of him to say that he's going to be really good other than talent and one start in Denver last year. Um, so we could, I could see him stepping back and taking a step back, but at the same time, um, we don't know, um, and it's all up in the air right now. So I, I, we just got to wait and see in training camp.
1: Um, coming out of the draft, a lot of people compared him to Brett Favre, and mm-hmm. uh, what you get with a gunslinger like that, when they're off, they're off, when they're on, they're on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, maybe maybe early on learning a new system maybe, maybe his confidence is not all the way there he's going to throw some incompletions mm-hmm. going to turn the ball over but uh, you, you start him and you built an offense around him because you want him to push down the field you want him to make big plays mm-hmm. And uh, that that's why you're putting all of the eggs in that basket. That's why you moved on from Alex Smith, kind of a game manager to a game changer.
2: Yeah, yeah. I and I think I think um, the offense that he's in um, and the speed that he can create and you know it's the fastest offense in the league. And Pat Mahomes can do that. He you know he's an athletic quarterback. He's got a huge arm. Like Brady said, he's an absolute gunslinger. Um, so this offense has the tools for him to really succeed. So we're just gonna have to see. Um, but you know struggles right now. You know you can't really put too much to them because the pads aren't on yet. We'll
0: see in training camp. It'd be interesting to see if if he struggles in preseason. Is you know I know the Jets are trying to trade Teddy Bridgewater. Would this be a target for Teddy Bridgewater? Um, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, he would go there and be the backup. I
2: think the Chiefs they're gonna let Mahomes start every single game that he can start. Um, because if he struggles in the beginning of the season, they're gonna say, all right, well we're gonna let you work it out. Um, like like Brady said, he's your gunslinger, you know. You know, you just get used to the system, get used to starting. Um, and then in the next offseason, if he didn't improve by Week 17, then maybe you bring in someone who can give him a competition. But I wouldn't say for someone like Teddy Bridgewater, you're going to want to send him to somewhere where he can actually get a chance, a true chance. And I don't think Kansas City City's, Kansas City's going to want Pat Mahomes being their starting quarterback for the rest of the year.
0: All right, so we're going to move now to the last uh, headline we have for football. Uh, That's Greg Hardy. If you know Greg Hardy, he used to play for the Panthers, was very good, uh, got in trouble with the law, uh, domestic abuse issues, went went to the Cowboys, uh, wasn't that great with the Cowboys, um, but now he is out of the NFL, and he is trying to make a comeback, but in a different sport in the UFC. Um, He's been doing kind of, it's not, what is it, it's kind of underground UFC, really, um, mm-hmm. But he did win a fight on Saturday, I think, by mm-hmm. knockout. He did. Um, if you've seen the video, it's pretty impressive. But uh, I guess he's now signed with the UFC. He's going to be, uh, you know, fighting in these big time type of fights. I know, Brady, you can speak on this a little bit better than we can. Uh, you know, he, this is going to be interesting to see. Uh, ex NFL player turned UFC. Do you think he has a shot to really make some noise in that realm?
1: Uh, absolutely. Um, he, he's a little bit older. But for the division he's in, uh, age really is not that much of a factor because mm-hmm. quickness really is not that much of a factor. Um, what's interesting to see, the champion at his weight class is Stipe Miocic. And um, he is he's faced many people along Greg Hardy's f- physique. Um, mm-hmm. Very strong, hits very hard, finishes quick. Inside of a minute, I believe his fight was. And... Um, what what Stipe does is he just takes people down because he's a wrestler and just beats down on them for the entire fight. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to see if uh, Greg Hardy can can learn the wrestling of the sport because it's completely different um, than any training you can do. And uh, also if he can if he can go for a full fight. Um, we we saw a minute a minute fight from him, so it's gonna be interesting to see if he can fight for a full 25 minutes. Yeah, I mean Brady knows more on this
2: than we do, but like Greg Hardy, he's got he's the top. He's really tough. Um, I mean, he's a defensive lineman in the NFL, um, you know, and an athletic one at bat. Um, so I think, you know, he's strong. He's got the athleticism. Um, if he can kind of get the intangibles of the sport down um, and really train hard and focus on it, um, then there really should be nothing to hold him back. Uh, but, you know, it's going to be interesting to see, and that's something I'll, I'll definitely have to follow.
0: All right, so that's it for football. We're going to move now to baseball. But before that, one to remind you that our show is brought to you by Dee's Home Cuts. Uh, Dee's is the best place around Northeast Ohio for a great haircut at a low price. For only $7, Dee's provides people with a modern haircut and styling. Truman and I have been getting our haircut over there for the last couple months and we have never looked or felt better. Every time you're going to go into the shop, you're going to get a professional cut. The Cuts get better every single time because Dee's is always upgrading his equipment so he can give you the best haircut possible. You can find Dee's Home Cuts on Twitter at Dom's home cuts. DM him for an appointment, and trust me, you will not be disappointed. These home cuts, professional haircuts at a low price. So we're gonna we're kind of getting into the dog days of baseball. Uh, you can kind of tell, you know, who's playing really well and who's just struggling. Uh, you kind of get a read on that. Now I think we're late enough into the season, and there's one guy in Baltimore who is just struggling to even do anything this season, and that's Chris Davis. Chris Davis, a couple years ago, was a big name, a guy who teams pitched around because they did not want to face him because he was just smashing balls out of the park. And the Orioles made sure that they kept him around. They signed him to a seven-year, 160 190 I don't even know what it was, million-dollar deal. He's three years now into that deal, still owed $92 million. And he is having probably one of the worst seasons in MLB history. It's looking like that right now. He's batting 150, which is the worst among active players, uh, people who have enough at-bats to really qualify for this. And he's he has a negative 2.1 war, uh, which is on pace for one of the worst in MLB history. Um, and he's just he's struggling to hit the ball right now.
2: Yeah, I remember when Chris Davis was that good, um, and apparently he earned a seven-year contract. Um, you know, I knew he was good, and now it's... Kind of, you know, you saw last season um, and maybe the year before, he kind of just became a home run hitter. Kind of just became, he's either going to strike out or hit a home run. And now it doesn't even look like he can do anything. Um, You know, it's a weird situation for the Orioles because, okay, do you want to take this guy out of the lineup and not play him as much, but we're still paying him like $92 million? Mm -hmm. So it's like, you don't want to put that on your bench, but he's also trash when he's playing. So what do you want to do? Um, so the Orioles, they're kind of stuck. Um, you know, it was, For a while, they thought, okay, we got Machado and Davis, and those are the faces of our franchise, and we're going to be good for many years. Um, they still got Machado. He's a good
0: player. I bet and, they wish, though, they gave that contract some of that money to Machado. Because Machado, mm-hmm. now they're going yeah. to
2: struggle to keep him. Um, so I don't know what they're going to do with him, but he can't keep playing like this. But at
1: the same time, you can't keep $92 million on your bench. So yeah i mean a couple years ago he was a fun player to watch he he hit the long ball he he i believe he earned that contract with his play but um it's he's hard to watch now it's no longer fun um it's a strikeout almost guaranteed every time he's he's batting like he should not even be in the mlb and he's making stupid amount of money yeah um I mean, he's got to be sitting there kind of like...
0: It's getting to the point where there's a story out right now. There's a bar around uh, Baltimore where they're giving free shots every time he gets a hit. Just one hit.
2: Yeah, I I think it's like if if you're in Chris Davis' shoes, like you're sitting there, okay, I'm making $100 million. We suck. We're not a good team. Am I really going to work this out and get better? Or am I just kind of going to sit here? Because they're not going to really bench me because I'm still making a decent amount of cash. And if they do bench me, I'm still making that decent amount of cash. So, I don't know if he's... I don't know him. I don't know him as a player. I don't really follow the Orioles at all. But is he in a situation where he's like, I need to get better. I need to be out there, you know, figuring out a way to get a hit. Or is he kind of just sitting there, all right, well, I'm making a shitload of money and it doesn't really matter.
0: Yeah. You know, you know. I mean, it's not a lot of motivation if you just if you have all this money. You don't really need to work for it. But, I mean, uh, he's got to feel like a jerk, too. I mean, there's guys in AAA probably could do the same if not better than him and he's getting paid all that money and the Orioles are struggling because of it because they don't have any cap space to sign guys to really you know be better um but another story in the MLB tough blow for the Detroit Tigers Miguel Cabrera ruptured his bicep I think and he is out for the season uh that's really rough for the Tigers they're having a kind of a rebuild this year um but Miguel's kind of that last piece left over from those good Detroit teams a couple years ago, um, triple crown winner, um, and he really, you know, was that heart and soul of that team in that lineup. Hopefully he'll come back. He hasn't been great uh, for a couple of years now, but uh, tough blow for the Tigers. I'm an Indians fan, you know, we don't really like Miguel Cabrera, but baseball is better when he's on the field.
2: Yeah, I like Miguel Cabrera. I've always liked him. Um, I know you're an Indian fan and stuff like that, and you don't really like him. But he's a, he's a good player, and he's a good guy. Um, so this kind of sucks. You know, the Tigers, they're about a 500-ball club right now. A little bit better than I thought they would be at the beginning of the season. So this is a big blow. Um, he's the face of their franchise. Um, an older player, but, you know, anytime you see one of these faces of the league go down, it's sad. Um, but I, I think in the end, the Tigers weren't going to go to the playoffs. Um, but, um, you know, he's a good player and it's sad to see him go down like that.
1: Yeah. Rough go of it for Miguel Cabrera. Uh, he was, he's always been, like you said, the Mm -hmm. heart and soul of that entire franchise. And, uh, to see him go down, it's, it's going to be interesting to watch the rest of the team if, if they try to rally around that or if they, uh, accept their defeat. uh,
0: Yeah. Um... So that's it for baseball news, but there is one interesting story. Uh, I'm sure pretty much everybody saw this. I'm sure we've all seen it. Uh, Terry Collins, uh, when he was miked up, uh, I forget, was this in this was in the playoffs or no? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember. But uh, I remember it was when Chase Utley slid into Tejada um, a couple years back, uh, and it was the game after. First batter was Chase Utley, and Syndergaard threw a ball behind him. Uh, And he got tossed. Syndergaard got tossed. First pitch of the game. But it was really cool because MLB released the mic'd up version of the ejection. And it was really fun to watch. I watched it like five or six times. (laughs) You never really see, you know, like football, they have players mic'd up all the time. And baseball is not known for this. But if baseball did this more, they started micing up, you know, managers, uh, umpires. I mean, it would be a lot more entertaining. You saw what they did with Mookie Betts, and that was really entertaining. And now this... Which it went viral really quick. Uh, they should do more of this if they want baseball to grow as a sport. I think.
2: Yeah, that was um, it was hilarious. Um, I I got a real I got a kick out of that. Um, and I think they should do that more often because, you know, umps and stuff like that. What's the harm in miking them up? Just put mics on them and then if there's a, I get
0: like the language part. Cause it was pretty bad language. Yeah. But like you can just you, you know, can just bleep, just bleep out bleep the horrible out. ones and yeah. stuff like
2: that. But it was really interesting. And if baseball did that. I, you know the NFL grew in a way like that when they started making up players, and now they got TV shows on NFL Network of miked up, um, and it's interesting to watch no matter what. And I think this is something baseball should really look into, um, players in the outfield anywhere, um, and especially umps and managers because if there's a confrontation between one of those, you you always wonder when they're in each other's faces what they're saying to them. Um, so this should be interesting. It should be something baseball should do more often.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, one of one of my favorite games watching baseball is trying to figure out what the players and coaches and managers yeah. are all saying. You try to read their lips. And uh, it's it was fun to listen. I listened probably three straight times. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just the whole confrontation. Uh, I loved listening to it.
0: Yeah. Uh, you don't really get to see that side of baseball. You know, when managers are usually pretty stoic, pretty quiet guys. Um, and it's cool to see, uh, you know, especially Terry Collins kind of go off on an ump. And uh, you get to see you know, that side of a manager you never really get to see. So baseball should do more of this. I don't really know why they have such a problem with, you know, doing this type of stuff, Um, but they should look into doing something more like this because it is really exciting. So we're going to move now to question and answer. We've got a couple really good questions uh, sent in to the By the listeners. But before that, one to remind you that our show is also brought to you by A's Lawn Service. Since 2014, A's has been providing professional landscaping services to many homes around Northeast Ohio. By using professional equipment, A's constantly strives to provide families with professional landscaping at a low and fair price. Are you tired of being dragged around by bigger landscaping companies, Brady? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Turn to A's and trust me, your lawn and your home will never look better. Trust A's for all your landscaping needs and you will not be disappointed. The phone number is 330-241-2392. Again, 330-241-2392. And the email is lawnservice.ase at gmail.com. A's Lawn Service LLC. You grow it, we cut it. So, yesterday, Josh Gordon was in the news. Uh, He was training on Twitter. sure that scared a lot of Browns fans when they saw that. Um, But he said there was a comment that he thinks the Browns have the best wide-receiving core in the NFL. Uh, I don't think that's true. Um, obviously Josh Gordon in the past had some issues. Uh, we'll see this year. So we wanted to give our best wide receiver cores in the NFL. Let Truman kick this off.
2: Yeah. So I think Josh Gordon's not all the way out there. I'm not. No, I don't
0: think he's all the way out there. I, I'm not
2: saying they are. Um, but I love Jarvis Landry, and if Josh Gordon can stay playing games, um, and you know starting all the games. And Corey Coleman can take a little bit of a next step. Um, what he can do is being the third option now, instead of being the number one option sometimes. Um, then I think the Browns have a really good shot at creeping their way up. My number one best wide receiver core um, right now is the Falcons. Um, I love Julio Jones um, if he can stay healthy. Mohamed Sanu is a very good receiver, very underrated. Um, and then Calvin Ridley, a first-round pick they invested in, someone who's going to be a number. Th- Three um, wide receiver. That's kind of big. Um, I I don't know where they think. You know, if if, I don't know what Mohamed Sanu's contract is, if he's gone in the year, but they invested an entire first-round pick in someone who's going to be the third option this year. Um, And then another one. I always kind of throw the tight ends into the receiving core. Austin Hooper. um, He was really good last season. A lot of fantasy people love picking him up and having them on their team. Um, So I think the Falcons um, have the best wide receiver core. um, But you know. The Steelers, too, um, Antonio Brown, Juju Smith, um, that's another one to look out for, but I think the Falcons.
1: Um, I'm going to say the Steelers, uh, Antonio Brown, in my opinion, the best receiver in this league, and uh, I would say the best route runner this league has ever seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's on the way
2: for passing Rice. I'm just Rice. Yeah.
1: He is. He really is. Yeah. And uh, you, you throw in the development of Juju Smith-Schuster, Le'Veon Bell is ridiculous out of the backfield. Uh, that that team in the passing game is very, very hard to stop, uh, especially when Big Ben is healthy. Uh, a team to keep an eye on, though, is the Rams. Yeah. Uh, Jared Goff, he's on the rise. With the addition of uh, the Patriots' Brendan Cooks, you're going to see guys like Cooper Cup get open a lot more. And uh, Todd Gurley's development is going to keep going. So I'm going to say the Steelers right now, but keep an eye on the Rams. I'm going to
0: say this is a little different. I'm going to say the Chargers. I think the Chargers have a very good – you're going to throw a tight end in there. When Hunter Henney's healthy, I'd say it's up there. Uh, I really like Keenan Allen. I think he is a top wide receiver, kind of an underrated guy. Uh, Tyrell, Tyrell Williams is an interesting name to watch. He had a good season last year. And if Mike Williams becomes what people think he should become, if he's healthy – that's pretty dangerous, too. Yeah, it's another weapon. And Travis Benjamin. He's a pretty good deep threat. You saw him in Cleveland. Um, he had a couple good uh, catches last year. Uh, a couple others, though. Vikings. I mean, you got to say that as, sure. as much as. <laughs> Eagles, too. I'd throw them in there. But Torrey Smith, losing him kind of hurts. But uh, they got a pretty good receiving core there with Jeffrey and Aguilar. Um, so that's it for that. Another question we got. Who are some of our overrated and underrated players, prospects in this upcoming NBA draft? Uh, want to start overrated? Um, well, I'm gonna go to my underrated right away. Okay. Um, because
2: this is the only one I want to talk about. Costas Aneta oh um, God. Giannis' brother. Cares. Um, he played at Dayton. Nobody cares. He's he's you know he's he's around the same type of player. Um, he's he's got that you know a team's gonna draft him and they're gonna look at a lot of development like the Bucks did. Um, you know, the Bucks took three to four years where they said, all right, well, we're just going to let you grow. Um, he came in there as a string bean, and he grew up, um, you know, got put a lot of muscle on him. Um, they had a special diet for him, um, and now Giannis is one of the best players in the league. Um, I think you can see, I'm not going to say he's going to be Giannis, because no one could be Giannis, um, but he's one of the players that I really like, um, and I think a lot of people you know, not just for the name, you need to look at the intangibles and look what you can get in him. Not for next year, but in the upcoming years.
0: All right, so we're gonna start with underrated. I'm gonna stick a little bias too with Kiate Bates Diop, Ohio State's player. Uh, he was Ohio State's best player last year, he averaged about 20 points, nine rebounds. Uh, I think he won Big Ten Player of the Year. Although I'm not sure. Um, yes, he did. I'm looking it up right now. Um, he was the heart and soul of that team last year. He was coming off his best season ever. Uh, he's six seven. He can shoot. Uh, he's a pretty skinny guy. Um, I'm not comparing him to Kevin Durant, but you, know, you, could, <laughs> you could make that, you could make that uh, distinction there. You know, six seven guy who can shoot the three pretty well. Uh, I know Truman, Wisconsin had a lot of problems with this guy last year. He's a matchup problem. Uh, that's a guy to look for. Um, another guy I have for my underrated was Troy Brown. He played at Oregon last year. Uh, on draft day, when he gets drafted, he'll still be 18 years old, which is pretty amazing to think, you know, I'm older than this guy, and uh, he's going to be drafted into the NBA. He's a guy I think is kind of a Jordan Bell last year from Oregon. He's really, He has really good defense. He's, he's athletic. His shot's kind of uh, the problem right now, uh, but that's something he can definitely... Uh, work at and get better at i think you compare him to a jordan bell kind of a guy's gonna be drafted later rounds uh but somebody who could become you know a solid player in the nba like jordan bell so now we'll do overrated um do you want to go yeah uh so mine's gonna be eli Eli
2: a e- foreigner okobo <laughs> he's a point guard from france um, you know, you might I could have completely just butchered his name, but y- you're gonna have to figure out who I'm talking about. Um, but he's yeah, like I said, he's a point guard from France. Um, you know, he played really good last season. Um, people think he's gonna be drafted in the first round, mid to first round. Um, you know, he's got all around a really good game. Um, he can shoot, he can pass. Um, but one thing that I noted, um, he didn't play in a good, as good a league in France as um. As Doncic did, the uh, players could be drafted top three. Um, so that's interesting to watch. People think that they're in the same league because they're in the same country and whatnot. But he was in a different league. Um, and It wasn't as talented. Um, also, he's 21, um, which is young, obviously. But it's a little bit more far along than some of the foreign players have been. Um, and you really don't want to develop a lot at 21. Um, so it's, it's going to be hard to see if he can translate to the NBA kind of right away um so that's gonna be my uh, overrated
0: i'm gonna I'm say a guy who's gonna shock people a little bit i think trey young is a little bit overrated uh listen when he was on it in those first couple of games at oklahoma i would say he was the best player in the country but as soon as it seemed his name became out there in the headlines he kind of disappeared he really didn't have as good of games as uh he did before his name kind of got noted um he's really bad at defense he's not a good defender. Uh, I don't think he's as good as people think. People are calling him the next Steph Curry, which is not going to happen. hes I think he's shorter than Steph Curry. Um, inefficient. Yeah, he's really inefficient. He's yeah. just not a—not as good as people think. He's going to go top ten just because of his name uh, and what he did at Oklahoma at the beginning of the year. But I don't think he's as good as people think. So that's a name I would watch for. Uh, I would be worried if my team picked him, but obviously Trey Young's a pretty big name. Uh, and then I have one more guy... Kind of not huge, overrated. I would say Jalen Brunson, though. Um, he was kind of the leader of Villanova. He's going to be drafted, I think, late first round. Uh, he's not really an NBA-type guy. He doesn't really have that athleticism that people want in the NBA. I think at best, he becomes a backup point guard, somebody that comes off the bench and can provide you with you know, maybe 10 points. Uh, he can shoot three really well, but besides that, there's not much else to Jalen Brunson.
2: He reminds me of a Malcolm Brogdon um, for the Bucks. Um, obviously, he had a really—he was really good. He's—he's a, he's a great player, but um, those players don't always fit. Um, so I could see what you're saying, um, but if he can play like Malcolm Brogdon, obviously he's a really good player. Um, I
0: think—I think—I think he'll become a solid bench player. Yeah. I don't think he'll become a superstar. Uh, he could, though. I could be wrong, but he just seems like a guy who just comes off the bench and just shoots threes because he can shoot the three really well. Um, and that's it for that question. But then the last question we have. Uh, we started with free agents uh, and basketball. We're going to stick to basketball. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, he's not a free agent, although his name is being tossed around in a lot of trades, a lot of trade rumors. So we got a question, is, where do we think Kawhi Leonard's going to play basketball next year? Uh, One of you guys kick it off? Um, I think he's going to be playing basketball in San Antonio next
2: year. Um, I don't think he's going to leave. Um, I think uh, Pop, you know, I, I don't really know the whole story. Um, but it's weird hearing drama come out of San Antonio, um, and Kawhi Leonard seems like the type of guy who's quiet and doesn't really doesn't really want to make it into the news very often. Um, so I think he's gonna stay in San Antonio because um, I don't, I can't, you know, I don't know if all the rumors are true um, that he, you know, wasn't isn't happy there and st- whatnot because there's no proof around that. Um, so, I'm going to stay San Antonio, but if something were to come out, I would obviously change, but I just don't have enough information to where he would really want to leave that badly.
0: You said it, though, kind of, you know, you, you don't really know what happened there, and which is, which is weird, because you don't hear drama coming out of San Antonio, and when it does, I think it's something you should take a look at. Uh, I feel like this team kind of isolated Kawhi Leonard, their best player, probably went healthy top three, top four best player in the NBA. Um I could see him going to a team like Philadelphia. Um, I could see them packaging, you know, Markel Fultz, top pick from last year, sending him down to San Antonio. They got a couple other young players that they could package there. Uh, Kawhi could take over there, be the leader of that franchise. I just think, you know, he doesn't really want to play in San Antonio anymore, and I think he needs a fresh start, and I think Philadelphia gives him that spot.
1: Um I I do not believe that he stays in San Antonio. Um I don't think Pop Popovich is going to accept any nonsense, any drama, uh anything that draws attention to. He does not want that. And so I, I could see, if LeBron leaves, I could see a trade, maybe a packaging of our first-round pick from the Cavs and Kevin Love, maybe a trade for Kawhi Leonard, mm-hmm. or maybe the 76ers with the Markel Fultz package. Uh, I don't believe he'll be traded anywhere in the West. Uh, Popovich will not want to play him more than twice a year. Um, Cleveland's interesting. I didn't really think of that. No, yeah.
2: If LeBron stayed, we, both, we all think LeBron's leaving, but if LeBron stayed, I know they're the same type of player. But what if, you know, Dan Gilbert sat LeBron down and said, hey, I know you really want to kind of leave and go to a team that's really talented, but I've got a trade on the table, and I can get Kawhi Leonard here. Would you stay if we got Kawhi Leonard? And if you pair LeBron and Kawhi Leonard, you've got two of the top, possibly top three players in the league.
0: And I think think Kawhi and LeBron pair pretty well, because Kawhi is kind of the guy who doesn't really want to be that number one guy, even though he does have the talent to do that. I think he kind of, I think he liked being behind Tim Duncan and those type of players, you know, not in talent, but in, you know, the press and stuff. He's kind of a quiet guy. Everybody knows that. That's kind of his thing. And to be kind of, you know, take a step back from LeBron, take that, you know, sidekick role, um, I think they would work really well together. You know, Mm -hmm. he's not a guy who brings drama to your, well, I guess not in San Antonio, but he's usually (laughs) not a guy. Before this year, he wasn't a guy who really brought drama around, and LeBron and him could play well together.
1: Yeah, LeBron's ultimate goal is to take down the Warriors, I believe, mm-hmm. and uh, you, you look at Kevin Love, and I love Kevin Love as a player, but he his style just does not work against the Warriors. Um, he looks lost in pick-and-roll situations, um, can't, can't hit threes in the corner, um, so you look at somebody like Kawhi Leonard switching on pick-and-roll on Kevin Durant um, or Clay Thompson. Yeah, yeah. You look, and he could shut down one of those guys. LeBron... Could, could do what he's been doing and maybe take some breaks on defense so he can be the best player in the world on offense.
2: Yeah, I, I think people need to think about the Cavs because the Cavs can either re-up and be an absolute super team and get someone like Kawhi Leonard Paul George with LeBron, or they could be absolutely heading to the bottom of the league and rebuilding. So this is kind of the year for Cavs fans, and that's interesting to think about if, Kawhi Leonard, if LeBron stayed, if they got Kawhi Leonard, that'd be a very, very big... Um, that those would, those would be, that'd be the best duo in the
0: league. Uh, so that's it for question and answer. i going to transition more into an interview with Brady. Uh, well, first off, tell us about your background in sports.
1: All right, so my background in sports, I played football from when I was in fifth grade to my junior year in high school. A lot of fun, but uh, wrestling has always been my number mm-hmm. one sport. I've done it since I could walk, and I am going to continue to do it in college. Uh, I would wrestle six to nine months out of the year and uh, it's one of my favorite things to do.
0: Uh so tell us about your favorite sports teams.
1: Uh my favorite sports teams, very unpopular here in Ohio. I'm a Patriots fan. <laughs> uh I'm a Michigan Wolverines fan till I die. Oh man. I know, I know. People don't like it. People don't like it. But uh I clean it up. I yeah. clean up my act. I'm a Cleveland Cavs fan, uh Cleveland Indians fan.
0: Um so you mentioned you know we all live here in northeast Ohio. Browns are a big deal here. 0 uh, 16 last year, and we're all fans of pretty good franchises, Packers, Patriots. Um, but what do you think? What do you think the Browns do next year? What do you think? You know, give us a record prediction for them.
1: So the Browns are an interesting team for me. Um, lots of good acquisitions. Josh Gordon is back from his suspension that felt like a lifetime. Um, I, I'm gonna say 6 and 10. Um, lots of improvement. Lots of Optimism coming out of Cleveland this year for the Browns. But uh, they won't quite be playoffs here, but I think with some age, some experience, uh, Baker Mayfield can develop a little bit. Uh, this team has a really good future, in my opinion. Uh, so now we're going to go to the Cavs. Do we? Do you think LeBron's going to leave? I do. Uh, I believe LeBron leaves. Uh, I said earlier in the show, I think he's going to Houston.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, he's he's got to beat the Warriors. Um, I... Him, him and Michael Jordan, uh, that's the age-long discussion. Very, very close race. Arguments on both sides. Um, I think that if he can topple the Warriors, I think that's what sets him over the edge.
0: Yeah. Um. So you said you think LeBron's going to leave.
1: Where do you think the Cavs kind of end up if LeBron leaves? Um, they're they're going to implode. They have <laughs> to. Um. Don't actually do not be surprised if LeBron retires for a year. Mm -hmm. I yeah. If if LeBron retires for a year, we could get rid of the contracts of J.R. Smith and Tristan Thompson, expensive contracts for guys that really do not do a lot. Um, but other than that, kept you have to trade Kevin Love, get some young talent, get some picks, um, get get some young wingmen that want to play, play some defense, um, and play hard basketball because that's something in Cleveland we've gotten by with talent and not effort for a long time
0: yeah and you know you you remember when he wasn't here when lebron left the first time it was we talked about the last show it was pretty ugly there for a long time it was hard to be a fan yeah there was like a new player every single game it seemed like you know players were up and down from the g league and it just it was a mess for a long time there uh that's it for that what is we always ask every guest what's your favorite sports memory
1: my favorite sports memory, it has to be the Patriots versus Falcons Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh as a Patriots fan, 28 to 3 at halftime. I uh, you you just hang your head. Go yeah. get some nachos or something. Yeah. <laughs> Another loss on Tom Brady's legacy. Um and then they slowly chipped away, the strip sack by Dante Hightower, the stupid lucky catch by Julian Edelman, uh just working the way down the field and ended up pulling it out and uh over time, using guys that should not be a factor, and guys like James White um, scoring three touchdowns, badger. I believe. Oh, he was a Badger. Yep. yep. <laughs> uh, great game to watch, jumping up and down the entire time. Uh, well, who's your favorite athlete of all time, then? My favorite athlete of all time. Uh, I'm gonna switch back to kind of my realm. Um, Jordan Burroughs. He's he's the king of wrestling. Has been for a long time. Um, just made his eighth straight world team. Jeez. Uh, in doing so, he faced a two-time national champion. Everybody thought upset is coming. Can't win eight straight times. And uh, Jordan Burroughs's quote before the match was uh that he's he wrestled for Nebraska and he watched this guy grow up and in college beat countless Nebraska guys. He's from Illinois, so he was he was beating down all of them, lining them up, knocking them down. And Jordan Burroughs described the situation as the little brothers being picked on by the bully, but the little brothers just got their big brother and, uh, <laughs> beat him in two straight matches and just made his eighth straight world, world team. So he's, he's so much fun to watch and, uh, my favorite yeah.
2: athlete. I'm glad he didn't say Tom Brady. I was literally, he, was <laughs> he had, he had <laughs> a choice. He had a choice. He had a
0: choice between Tom Brady and LeBron. <laughs> and, uh, but I'm glad you chose. We haven't really had a wrestler before. Nobody's, you know, favorite athlete, um, But that's it for our show today. I want to thank you to our sponsor, D's Home Cuts and A's Lawn Service. We ask that you go on iTunes, give us five stars, rate, review us, and subscribe. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TNT Sports Talk 12. Uh, Listen to us tomorrow on 12 Ounce from 12 to 1. Uh, You can now buy your favorite tickets on 12 Ounce. Uh, for SeatGeek, they partner with SeatGeek, so you can now go on to there. And as soon as you go onto the site, 12-Ounce Sports, you can find you know top five events in your area, and you can buy tickets right from the site. So that's pretty convenient. That's pretty cool. So uh, they make it a lot easier with SeatGeek. Uh, I want to thank you to Brady for coming in today. Thank you, guys. It was awesome. Uh, have a great day. Tune in on Tuesday. We have a couple guests lined up for next week. We're not sure who's going to be there on Tuesday or Thursday. Uh, But we'll let you know. Look at the Twitter. Uh, We'll tweet it out on Monday. But that's it. Have a great day. Tune in on Tuesday. Yep. Thank you. Go Packers.